Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. And now, here are your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Here we go, here we go. We're back. Episode 127. Yeah, see, we told you. We told you last episode that we had taken the six-month sabbatical, but we told you we'd be back, and here we are. We're, we're back. back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We did it. Yeah, so... Uh, we did it. It's the actual, It's the same time for yeah. us, but... <laughs> But for you, it's a couple weeks later, so... We did so it. We're back. We've, so street cred is going this, up. At this point, if you're listening to this, uh, you will know who is playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, because uh, if you listened to the last episode, uh, I'm a Seahawks fan, and we were talking about last episode, the Seahawks and the 49ers uh, were playing January 19th. Mm-hmm. That game has not happened yet, uh, as Dave and I are recording this. As we sit. Um, as we sit, the game has not happened. So, by the time you listen to this, either the Seahawks will be in the Super Bowl or the uh, 49ers. And I'm really hoping it's the Seahawks. And I don't think this will jinx, jinx anything, but I just want to go on record. Okay. Although it won't really sound like on record because... Because <laughs> it'll be after, it'll be the, after fact. the fact. Okay. But but I said to uh, to our youth pastor... About halfway through the season, I said, I'm just calling this early. It's going to be the Seahawks and the Broncos. No way. The that's, Super Bowl. that's literally um, uh, a friend of mine who's a Broncos fan. Um, he, he and I were discussing about the same thing halfway mm-hmm. through the season. You know, at that point, Seahawks uh, had only lost one game. You know, they were, they were like, you know, seven and one or mm-hmm. eight and one or something. And uh, the Broncos, I think, were undefeated. I can't remember. Whatever. Oh, yeah. But he's a Broncos fan. I'm a Seahawks fan. And we both agreed. We said, hey, Seahawks and Broncos in mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. And uh, we talked about, like, having a party. And, you know, ha- half the room would be, like, you know, orange. Uh, you know, and half the room would be blue. Mm-hmm. Although, I guess, you know, orange and blue are the colors of the Broncos. So that doesn't really work. But <laughs> anyway. You, so the whole room would be Broncos Yeah, the, it would look Broncos. <laughs> no, but uh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and I think a lot of people early on have have said you know broncos mm-hmm. and seahawks are, are the two best teams yeah and it wasn't it wasn't so much to that i just thought the seahawks were the best team it's just that they had the most um fire they had know? yeah they well, had a lot of fire in their playing their, their defense you know i mentioned it last episode their defense has i literally think that their defense has been the 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 difference it's the reason why they're in this mm-hmm. deep um and it's weird because you know, I've never been much of a defensive guy. I mean, you know, it's not fun to watch defense. You know, like, who wants to watch a, a scoreless game, right? Um, you know, I, I've, always, I've always liked the, uh, you know, the big offensive plays, you know, the 100-yard the plays and, and whatnot. I mean, that's fun to watch. Um, but, you know, as a Seahawks fan, I'm becoming more and more convinced that, that a defense is how you, how you win games, is how you mm-hmm. go deep in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you can't stop the other team. Eventually, you're not going to stop the other team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and for again, I mentioned it last uh, episode. Um, 
the the offense, you know, the Seahawks have not been putting up very, you know, big offensive numbers. Uh, it hasn't looked that impressive. But we keep winning games. It's because we keep getting turnovers. Mm-hmm. You know, we keep getting yeah. interceptions. We we're making these big stands, these big stops. You know, uh, the uh, the Saints game, um, the uh, divisional round, Seahawks and Saints uh, uh, last week. Um, the the Saints were scoreless up until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was sixteen zero through mm-hmm. three quarters of play. You know, yep. that says something. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, here we are. Episode uh, one twenty seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, I know something I was I was kind of thinking about yesterday actually, um, and I've talked about this with a couple of people, but well, first let me just ask you a question. Okay, maybe, maybe it's just me. Here we go. But to me, it feels like the world is different. Hmm. Different how? It's really hard to explain, but it feels like in the last two or three months, like. The whole world has changed <laughs> in two or three months. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I, I don't know if it's just like vibes I'm picking up on in the media, or just like something I'm thinking about, or maybe it's just my new role in life and everything's changing in me, so I'm seeing the world differently. But um, for instance, some of the things I I noticed um, were on Thanksgiving Day. So, and this this wasn't brand new this year. This happened last year, but like we were watching the Thanksgiving Day Parade, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and um, in the background of most of the shots is this huge Victoria's Secret billboard, right? And so I'm like, okay, well that's kind of frustrating for for the, family. for the families that are watching it. Yeah, it's like okay. I mean, probably a lot of people don't care, but um, but I care and. But then later that night, and I don't know if you saw this, but this this blew me away. There was a Muppets special on Thanksgiving night. And it was the Muppets with Lady Gaga. Oh. No, I, I did not see yeah. that. Yeah, and so we watched it. Muppets um, and Lady Gaga, huh? So, you know, the kids have liked some Muppets. They're not, they don't stick around for a whole show usually, but, you know, I grew up watching the Muppets, and I, was, you know, I want to pass the Muppets on to sure. my kids, you know, so... Sure. So I'm recording this thing and, you know, flip over to it and it's like, what in the world is going on? It's like the Muppets with a mostly naked Lady Gaga dancing wow. around like she normally does, which is who she is. But it's but like with the Muppets, with the Muppets, it's like, what doesn't make sense? Something is something has changed mm. that, that this is OK now. So, so you're you're more saying that. You feel something's changed in terms of um, art, like like what's acceptable, uh, like yeah, kind of like the world norms. we live in, you know, like culture and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, really I, I don't, I don't know on. if I if I've uh, felt that necessarily like over the last couple months. I mean, I think it's been kind of a slow thing. Right. I'll tell you what I have noticed though: the last six months to a year, um, technology. Uh, just the 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 changing um, uh, technology uh, has has completely opened up new doors. I mean, both good and bad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everything from you know tablets and smartphones, and um, I mean just just you know crazy things that are out there now that are becoming. I mean, it used to be like sci-fi stuff. Um, I saw this commercial. You know, Samsung's got their their new uh, Galaxy S4, which has like the watch, um, you know, the, right. the watch phone mm-hmm. thing. And they did this whole commercial uh, where they they found like every movie, video, TV clip 
uh, of a you know of a guy talking into a watch right. you know like all those tv shows yeah. like you know uh-huh. um all, all the mission impossible shows and you know the jetsons um you know uh star trek i mean whatever it is right like you mm-hmm. know they're they're always talking into a watch and you know that used to always be kind of science fiction that used to be kind of you know fantasy and and the point of the commercial was you know look at all these things over the you know uh, all these video clips from all these shows and movies over the last 60 years and now boom you know we're doing it mm-hmm. and it got me thinking i'm like it's true man right? <laughs> like it's true we we've for 60 years been you know it, it, it's a fun little movie you know gimmick mm-hmm. and now it's a real deal yeah it's happening in it's real happening life. The only thing that's not happening is like the hovering skateboard from that, from Back, Back to, to the, the Future and time travel. Yeah, which that by which yet, by the way, as as I know. If, if I remember correctly, if my if my memory from the movie serves me correctly, it will be this year, 2014, is the year that Marty McFly went into the future. Is it? Yeah, from from 88 or whatever uh, year yeah, it was. I don't know because there've been so many false fake memes that have been out on Facebook about the what the year is. Yeah, yeah. No, but so I'd have to go. I'd have to go back and watch the movie. I watched the yeah. I watched the movie recently, and and I'm pretty sure it's 2014. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I don't know if you're listening as a viewer and and you happen to know that Back to the Future two, uh, uh, right right in and let us know the actual correct yeah. name. But so it, there it was were like, a few things though in that movie that haven't happened. Yeah, <laughs> like the pizzas, right? I I know, I know the, the pizza instant hut, pizza. Yeah. That was the best. You 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 get this little thing. You unwrap it. You pop it in there, bloop, and in like two seconds, you get a full, full on, full size. Yeah, how awesome would that. that be? I, you know what else I want? I want the, um, um, I want the awesome, um, uh, fitted sneakers. Remember those those shoes, um, and and they like, uh, they automatically dry out. Like the uh, the shoes dry out and the clothes dry out. They have like this automatic dryer thing. No. Oh, okay. Well. All right. All right. <laughs> they they have the the weather controlled climate where mm-hmm. like it rains at a certain time every yeah, day. Yeah, and yeah. The rest yeah. of the day is like mm-hmm. seventy two degrees mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, what else do they have? Uh, and you know, obviously, yeah, the the hoverboard was big. Uh, the instant pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, some things though are real. Uh, you remember when he was talking to the boss uh, on the video screen? I mean, that that's a real oh, thing. Yeah, like yeah. talk, you know, video mm-hmm. chatting. Um, it's like day-to-day life now yeah that's just normal that's just normal stuff yeah you know maybe not on that big of a screen you know because his screen was pretty big right but but we use that all the time to talk to my parents with the kids back in yeah. ohio and yeah yeah thankful Skype, for that stuff you know yeah. facetime yeah tango whatever whatever application you use yeah. um is out there but like you know some of the kind of kind of some some of what i'm feeling is is doing ministry in this in this culture and oh, i get your saying um in a culture that is increasingly amoral, amoral, yeah, huh? and and, uh, and how do you? Here's the question: How do you impact uh, a culture, a congregation, where Victoria's Secret uh, billboards um, on a family day Macy's Thanksgiving parade are totally normal, mm-hmm. right? Which, uh, sorry, leads me to um, um, New Year's Eve. I, I mentioned last episode I, I was really sick New Year's Eve. I just went to bed, so I, I mm-hmm. taped it. Um, I, you know, I TiVo'd it, and and uh, um, you know, our, our our girls, you know, we uh, our girls are still young enough where they they don't stay up till midnight. Um, uh, I I don't know if that makes us lame parents or not, but um, neither do ours. Okay, <laughs> but you know, um, so so I'd record it, and I thought, okay, cool, you know, maybe we can watch like the ball dropping and stuff, and. Uh, um, you know, I, I, 
I didn't want to watch any of the actual like musical performances with my girls there because I knew that was going to be bad. But mm-hmm. I thought like, okay, you know, the ball dropping will be safe enough, right? Um, and and it is more or less safe, except then Callie, you know, so the ball drops, um, and you know, um, um, uh, and then people start kissing, which whatever, you know, and then uh, uh, what's her name? One of the sideline host uh, gal, Jenny McCarthy, or whatever, you know, she starts making out with her boyfriend. I'm like, okay, well, this is getting uncomfortable, and um. But then where, where was Callie, her six-year-old, uh, they cut to a shot of Ryan Seacrest and um, the musical guest for that night, which included Miley Cyrus. And um, she, she, Callie goes, is that a boy? Um, and she was so confused. And I'm like, well, no, it's a girl. And she's like, well, what, why the long coat? And why doesn't she have any clothes, you know? And, <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, just, you just can't win, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's like, y- you can't win. Here's Miley Cyrus, you know, with her you know, ultra short hair and big tongue and, you know, crazy coat and no clothes, you know, with the, the you know, just the, the tops and the bottoms and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah. Well, kind of like, kind of where a lot of this is coming from for me is this teaching and trying to reach people, you know, people who are far from God. Like what I, what I'm really struggling with, and maybe there's somebody out there, maybe there's just some like obvious thing that I just don't know, but like, how do you not even just establish a baseline morality thing or just like, you know, not just, not even just that, but just how do, how do you convince, how do you talk to someone? How do you present the gospel to someone that, that doesn't have a, a wrong, hmm. you know, like, because, like their moral compass is so yeah. far off North that. Yeah. Because like what was wrong you know, 20, 30 years ago wasn't wrong anymore. It's like normal day-to-day accepted behavior pretty much everywhere. When you, if you like, we could probably list 10 or 15 things if we wanted to that, that were faux pas 20 or 30 years ago that are just normal. Okay. Talked about and celebrated on the news things that, um, that are issues for us, but, but well, if and, you, and now you're considered like old fashioned. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, which reminds me, I don't know if you watched the uh, American Idol, which was on uh, yeah. last night. Um, you know, I'm I'm getting a little tired of that show, but I, I I still like you know I like Harry Connick Jr. I do too. Um, and so I, I, like I figured it. I'd watch an episode. Did you see the part where there was this 16 year old girl singing like something about you know getting shaved and stuff? Yeah. And Harry Connick Jr. is like, you know, call me old fashioned. <laughs> He's like, but I got really creeped out listening to you, a 16 year old girl talking about you yeah. know getting shaved all mm-hmm. over. He's like, I'd really like it if you just sang something more appropriate for your age. Right. And I was like, yes. yeah, see, way I to think, go, Harry Connick Jr. See, he was on the show two or three years ago. Oh, was he? As like, as a guest for oh, a whole guest. week okay. when he was, and they, all the, all the singers did songs with him and he arranged their songs with the big band and, and everything. And, and he was like in the, you know, in the little video commentaries that they have with the, with the artist, the guest artist and the contestants. Yeah he was hilarious. And I'm like, and so when, when for the last three years, how they've been rotating through judges, you know, Becky and I've been saying they need to make Harry Connick jr. Judge because he was awesome. And now all of a sudden there he is. But for one, it's awesome to have somebody that knows something about music. He's talking about like pentatonic scales and stuff. And, but then he's funny. I think if anybody has the, the ability to kind of restore some of the dignity for that show, it would be him. So, but point being, um, I was excited because you're right. 20 or 30 years ago, 
um, you know, things that, that weren't okay, faux pas, are acceptable now. And, and you're considered old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that Harry Connick Jr. took a stand and said, hey, you know, whatever, maybe this makes me old-fashioned, but I don't like 16-year-old girls talking about, singing right. about this. It, it's, it's creepy, you know? But kind of, you know, kind of where I'm wrestling, how do we as a church, you know, how do we share the gospel? Because, because what is grace? Grace is covering over all of the sins of your life, all the wrong things that you've done. The, the account that you have to pay that you can't pay is, is paid by Jesus Christ and the work he did on the cross. But if you're in, if you grow up in a world where there is no wrong, if you grow up in a world where it's it's just personal preference, what you decide to do with your life, how you want to live, the all the choices that you make, and doing this and that, how do you present grace? Like how do you how do you talk to someone? How do we as a church share the gospel with somebody that doesn't think that their whole life has been wrong, mm. that they don't have any they don't have any wrongs to pay for, you know? And so. Oh, it's just been a question I've been wrestling with. I have no answer to. Maybe yeah. maybe there's some really smart people out there listening to the podcast. And no, I mean, you know, it, it's a good point, and I think, um, you know, I think God calls us, um, you know, God calls us to be uh, grace and truth, right? You know, salt and light. And um, I, I mean, it, it is interesting because you 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 think to yourself, you know, how how do we effectively um, be in this world but not of this world you know how how do we um relate and identify and contribute uh to what um our congregation and and all those around us are experiencing um but how at the same time do we you know take that that moral decisive stand and say no uh no i'm not okay with this or you know yeah, and I think this is really important for worship ministry. Yeah, because where does the line? Where do you draw the line with that stuff? If you don't have, you don't have the compass. If you don't have the line, and you have a whole a whole church full of people who don't have that line, then what becomes worship could be um, not worship pretty mm. quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even just defining the why for people becomes really challenging. Why do why do we worship? Why do, why do we get around and sing some songs? You know, why do we, why do we need to humble ourselves before an almighty God? Why do we need to, why can't, why am I, why am I the the wrong one? Why am I the one that needs grace? What about, you know, and so how do you, so, so figuring out a way to, to kind of work on that plane is going to be, I think, a big challenge for us in this up and coming year. Mm. So David, let me ask you here. You were talking about, you know, seeing this change the last several months, and you're like, oh, man, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And you just asked that, you know, you just kind of said um, this next coming year, you know, 2014, what are we going to do, you know, as, as ministers of the gospel, um, as pastors, as worship leaders, what are we going to do? Um, you know, let me just ask you, just kind of off the top of your head here, I mean, what what thoughts and ideas do you have? I, I mean, you know, we, we talked a little bit just you know, a second ago about grace and truth and being mm-hmm. in the world, not of the world. Um, you know, how, how, how do, how do we do that in, in, uh, in, in a good way? You know, how- yeah. So like what we're, what we're talking about as a church right now and, and focusing on or trying to focus on is for one, this may not, this may not come across very politely. I'm going to figure out a way to, to say it say it in a polite way. But there is a lot of damage that has been done by the church. 
in the last 40, 50, 60 years. We, um, we, at least in my opinion, and I could be totally off base and, and I think some of that is what has led us to where we are. And, um, and I'm still confused about a lot of things, but, um, there are a lot of moral standards that were imposed on a world that was not compelled to live by the morality because they had no relationship with Jesus. So like, um, and one of, one of the key passages for me about this has been in first um, Corinthians chapter five, and I'll pull it up here so I don't butcher it. Um, and this was, this was revelatory for me and our approach as a church um, toward reaching people. But there's, there are a lot of issues that, that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you don't have grace, you know, in your life, that there still isn't a good reason yet for you to try to live a certain way. You know, there's no, there's nothing in you. And so, um, and, uh, Okay, so 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. Not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy and the swindlers or, or idolaters since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I'm writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality, greed, or is an idolater. Not him for... Uh, and not even to eat with such a one. So talking about not, he's saying if there's somebody who's sexually immoral in the church, somebody who's greedy in the church an idolater in the church, you know, reviler drunkard in the church, don't eat with that person. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, um, what, what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside. Mm. And, um, and I think there's been a lot of judgment from the church mm. on the outside world. People, the church has been judging on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. And, Interesting. And so I think, I think there's a lot of damage that that's done mm. to the current culture. And so I think a lot of our cultural reaction is against that because we're trying to judge a world that we should not be judging. And um, so... So what we're talking about around here is how do we create a community of grace that, that somebody can walk into and just feel accepted. And so we're talking a lot about, you know, being made in the image of God and how no matter what, what the person looks like when they walk through the doors, the fact that they're made in God's image instantly and automatically means that they are worthy of our acceptance Mm. and that they're, they're worthy of, of God's grace. And so from that point on, what happens depends on the decisions that they make. And so we, we don't have a, we don't have the right yet to speak, to speak truth into their life. If they have not yet received God's grace, Yeah, they can't live it. They yeah. can't live that truth yet. They don't have the power because they would be trying to do it on their own to earn salvation. 
and we don't earn our salvation. We live out and work out our salvation. And so, so I, we've, we're doing a lot of talking on what that looks like and how to, how to build a community that, that is open and accepting, but it's, it's not just hard. It's scary mm-hmm. because like, um, what is that when you really boil down what all of that means? If we're going to be true to our word, it means we actually truly have to be accepting of everyone that walks through our doors. And I'm not sure that everyone in the church is okay with that. Yeah. You know, that's true. I mean, it's very easy to, um, you know, not be okay with, with those, those things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So, but I, you know, I think, I think that's a hard question we have to wrestle with. Otherwise we're quickly, really quickly going to lose our influence. But it's a necessary question, mm-hmm. like you said, because the the result of not asking that question is, yeah, you totally lose your influence. Um, and then all of a sudden, next thing we know, you know, it, it's 20, the year 2020. And it's like, you know, all these things, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, the society, society is really, you know, hurting and uh, we have no voice anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to be able to be that voice of the church to be salt, mm-hmm. uh, to be light, to be grace, to be truth. Yeah. And I think we actually have more potential now to be a Christian nation than we ever have. Hmm. And the reason I say that is because I think now, if we if we become a Christian nation again, it will be because we have more Christians in the nation being the salt and light and grace and truth that we're supposed to be, hmm. as opposed to trying to use government and forces outside sure. to force a Christianity on people who have not yet received it. Oh. Good stuff. So, but uh, I know it doesn't really seem like it connects, but it's it's pretty important to, to think about. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, that's all we have for this time. That's the time we got. Um, make sure you get in touch with us online, www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. Like us on Facebook. I said follow last time. Like us on Facebook. You follow Twitter, you like Facebook. Come on. Yeah. Um, Like us on Facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst and follow us on Twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. If you want to call and leave a voicemail, call 360-818-4339 and we will play it on the show. And if you would like to get more involved with the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast, then send us an email and uh, we'll figure out a way to plug you in. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.